0: By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area.
1: It's BS in the morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071.
0: Shelley, what's this BS about being a grandma? Don't you know you can't say that anymore? You are a grand person. I am a grand person. I'm a grandma. Somebody at the White House has been smoking the devil's lettuce. Yeah, well... You say that, but all I know is that I got a grandma shirt, and it says "glamma." That's uh, like a regular grandma, almost more awesome. Uh, I know, and then I'm going to bling it out. Uh, I've already got it planned. Brad, I don't you, remember Karin yesterday, and the only reason why I know what today is is because of my pill minder. Am I talking to myself? No, I really cool. can't lose weight fast because my face won't keep up. That is true. That is a that is a life truth. It is. I was actually thinking about I'm on this group chat and I was actually thinking about you know telling these girls that are beautiful when they're in their 20s that it's not going to last that they they can be beautiful but they have to be educated beautiful. Come on, man. There will be a trial, and when that trial ends, senators will have to decide if they believe Donald John Trump incited the erection. Uh, you know that man has to be <laughs> absolutely mortified that he said that. I'm sorry. It's funny every time I hear it.
1: Uh, and he's trying to be so serious. He to, really is. I try and to seriously, peach poor Donald.
0: He has to be absolutely mortified.
1: And you know, <laughs> I won't say it. Uh, you know, What's so what's so sad about this is that what? he's gone and they still won't leave him alone. You know, it's to the point exactly. where he's like, okay, he's not the president anymore. Just leave him alone. But yet, you know, they turn off his Twitter, they turn off his Facebook, they turn off his, his ladies' home garden subscription. You know, I mean, he's just nowhere anymore, you know, so what's he going to do? they
0: follow his son, and he's
1: everywhere. Well, no, it's interesting. You know, he, they're talking about that they going to have their own their own platform. You heard about this? It's going to be called Truth Social. Have you heard this? No. It's supposed to be like like a Twitter kind of thing, and he's supposedly putting the other. But what's sort of interesting about that Good is – for him. Well, but what's sort of interesting about it is, I don't know, three or four or five months ago, they had this deal where he came out with his website. You know, it's the Donald Trump website. I think it was DonaldTrumpPresident.com or something like that. It lasted about a month, and it disappeared. You know he was on there every day talking about stuff and it was just a regular old website regular old website listen to me anyway the idea uh-huh. being is that it was there and then and then without a word it just disappeared one day it's like okay whatever so it's to?
0: off the internet yeah it's gone it was like that's impossible no
1: it was there for a month and, and it's gone it's not there anymore it's just gone and and now they're there you know and what's interesting about it is that there's controversy I don't totally understand all this stuff this gets to be in this, some kind of Uh, Wall Street type of jargon, but his company Truth Social, and if you go to truthsocial.com, that is up, and it just says coming soon. But what's interesting is the Wall Street aspect behind it is it's some kind of scapac or something like that, and it's some kind of a deal where people put money into a company, but they don't know what the company's going to do. And it's like these Wall Street wizard guys who go, "Hey, I made you ten billion dollars with my last Wall Street thing. Put money into this uh, into this venture, and we don't know what we're going to do yet." I mean, imagine if somebody came up to your door. Isn't or,
0: that like a hedge fund?
1: Well, no. Let's say let's say let's say one of your friends called you up and say, "Hey, Shelley, how would you like to invest in my new business?" And you said, "What's your new business?" And you and they said, "I don't know. Will you give me ten thousand dollars to invest in my new business?" And I go like, well, I think it might be a good idea to know what your new business is before I give you ten thousand dollars. No, 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 no. Just give me ten thousand dollars. I promise it's going to be a success. What are you going to do? I don't know.
0: Is it like that um,
1: Ponzi scheme? No, it's it's a legit thing. I I read it somewhere. It's you know it's one of these things that's got an acronym. It's like SCAPAC or something like that. And oh, that's a scab. Well, no, I know I I can't remember what the exact thing thing is, but it's it's just like for example. I will tell you a funny story that personally involved me with a company I worked for. I worked for a company called Charter Oil, okay, which once upon a time owned the old KSOQ slash Y98, okay? And Charter Oil sold this waste oil to this guy by the name of Russell Bliss. Does that name ring a bell? No. It was waste oil from one of their refineries someplace, I don't know, in the Midwest, and the only problem was it had this nasty little chemical in it called dioxin. So Russell... Oh, is
0: that... Uh, yeah,
1: the company I worked for, which owned KSRQ. Times Beach? Yes, exactly, back in the day. Because yeah. Times Beach had a contract with Russell Bliss where... And you don't see this much anymore, but back in the day, if you had places that had, like, n- non-paved roads, and like in the summer... You know, the dust would come up real bad. If you lived near it, like, your dust would cover your house all the time. You couldn't open your windows because the dust from the gravel road would come in. They would pay Russell Bliss to drive his truck around in Times Beach and spray this oil. Well, the only problem was it was dioxin oil, okay? So that company got into trouble, and then another bizarre thing happened. I mean, that company, talking about, you know, that company was jinxed. All The guy who was the CEO of the company, this guy whose name is Raymond, uh, Ray, Raymond Mason, And he originally was from Ireland, or his parents were from Ireland. So he bought, like, a castle in Ireland. And he used to have the big corporate meetings in Ireland. Um, And so what the executives in the United States would fly into Ireland, and they would jump on this big executive helicopter, and they would fly to his, his, his castle, which was in the middle of nowhere in Ireland, out of Heathrow. And one of these meetings, all the executives fly over, you know, on the plane, Across the Atlantic, they land at Heathrow. They get in this executive helicopter. They fly up to Raymond Mason's place, and the helicopter crashes, and they're all killed. So all the top executive for the company are wiped out. So that happened not too long after the, the the Russell Bliss, the Docks, and things. So the company went bankrupt. So all of a sudden, one day, I find out that you know, and it was funny because this happened right before I quit. So right before I quit, they offered this new thing, the you know, the ESOP, the Employee Stock Ownership Program. You know what I'm talking about? You you can elect to have so much of your pay taken out, and you can buy the company stock. So I right. think I had two shares. So, you know, no big deal. Then, like, probably, I don't know, four or five years later, all of a sudden, one day in the mail, I get a check from the Aaron Spelling Entertainment Group. You know, Aaron Spelling, you know, you know Tori yes, Spelling. Yes, I do. Aaron Spelling did, what, 90210, all the shows like that. Yep, I go, yep, yep. And I, it's a check, and I, it's in the mail one day, I go, why am I getting a check from Aaron Spelling Entertainment? How Group? much was it? Forty-eight cents. <laughs> it was. It was my. It was my dividend on my stock. They had taken the old Charter Oil Company and they turned it into what they call a shell corporation. In other words, the company went bankrupt, but they didn't delist it from the stock market. It was still there. It was still on the stock exchange. And then Aaron Spelling came along and instead of doing all, instead of doing all the complicated work of Forming a new corporation from the ground up and and putting you know putting a stock on the on the on the you know stock exchange. He just bought this shell corporation and named it the Aaron Spelling Entertainment Group. And I had stock in that. And the funny thing was, do
0: you still have stock
1: in it? Oh, I don't know what happened. But the funny thing was, I never cashed any of the checks. Matter of fact, in my office, it was a running joke that like every year I get one or or every quarter something like that. I'd stick it on my bulletin board the show and the idea was that's what i get for working for that company for 10 years i get 48 cents you know i mean the idea (laughs) being it sort of was a motivation because it was when i started my business when i first went into business for myself and it's like okay that's what you get for busting your hump for 10 years for that company you get a dividend check for 48 cents so the funny part of this is i don't know if it's still there to this day Every once in a while when one of the TV stations does, you may have money that Secretary of State has and you don't know it. You know, they do the thing. This person found out they had $452,000 sitting in an account that they didn't know. You know, what they call, it's called the law of his cheats. I'm getting really deep into this, law of his cheats. If, If someone, if you owe someone money and you can't find them, you have to, after a certain period of time, you have to send it to the state. And the state holds it and then they try to contact the person every time when one of those shows comes on i get all my friends calling me hey i looked up your name you got 13 checks from the, <laughs> the secretary of state i go yeah and they're for 48 cents a piece like you think i'm going to it doesn't even make it worth my while to call the you know the number or get online or whatever it is because i got all these stupid checks for like 48 cents so i don't i think that company went out of business too i'll check in the meantime but it was The of, Aaron
0: Spelling Company? Yeah,
1: it was it was S-E-G. That was the stock market symbol. Uh, Spelling Entertainment Group. I, I believe it's gone because he's, he's passed away, and I think before oh. he passed away, I think his company got merged into, I don't know, Paramount or something like that. I don't know. It's, it's sort of weird. Anyway, how do we start talking about that? By the way... I don't know. I believe here at Radio Ranch we had a power surge either late last night because I checked everything last night or sometime earlier this morning because... I got lots of of weird equipment problems this morning. So computers that aren't working right. So bear with me this morning. Okay? Okay. And matter of fact, what will happen is every once in a while, every once in a while, what are you saying? What are you going, oh, my, for? We go to what? I, I said every once in a while, my voice will change. My voice will change, and I'll sound like a woman. So every once in a while, if my voice changes and I sound like a woman...
0: I'd rather have liposuction.
1: That's just me, okay?
0: <laughs> You're such a child. 6.25. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area.
1: It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071 westplex 107.1 am 1350 crap and 145 ksoq it's the trimal cast as Shelley would call it and uh what's the name of the uh, website for our morning show what's that again now
0: BS in the morning.show yep
1: very good very good you pass you can go to thank the, you you can go to the fifth grade now i studied <laughs> i'm still in the fourth grade but you can go to the fifth grade <laughs> okay you of stuff you still going. are in fourth grade. You know that, right? <laughs> I am I'm still in fourth grade. Uh, lots of stuff going on around, and God, this this tragedy down in Houston. With, oh my goodness! Oh my god! Horrible! Is that terrible? And, and yes. Then, and then the the thing you hear about the deaths, but all these other people they said there's like hundreds of people injured. I mean, you hear these stories about people doing CPR on other people because what happened was when the crowd not I mean not only did people get trampled, but they got they got crushed. You know what I mean? Like where they couldn't breathe anymore because they were like, like they were like sandwiched together. And and I mean, how bizarre is this? And the bizarre part of this is now it's coming out. And I didn't know this. I'm not Mister Pop Culture. That this guy who's like does this this festival, Travis Scott is his name. He's married to one of the Kardashian girls. Did you know that? I didn't. Well, neither did I. I'm going like, what? What? What is this? Let me look him up real quick. I'm going like. I don't, and, but then what's come out is apparently, and, and they had problems at this exact same concert. Well, they had problems with this concert early in the day because as they opened up the gates, people crashed the gates and knocked over the metal detectors and stuff like that. And then supposedly, I guess, two years when they had this again down in Houston, holding somebody's texting me with the information. Uh, getting married? They're not married, but they got kids. Okay, which which the smartest woman in the world? Which Kardashian? Okay, she's gonna text me. Not yet. They're not married yet, but I think I think she's pregnant with like his second kid or something like that. Uh, anyway, at some of his concerts, he's known to get on the microphone and say, "Hey, come on, get on close, close down to the stage. Get on down to the stage." Now they're going like, "Whoa, this is not good for him." And already, you know, I mean, see, this is our modern legal modern legal system. If you have a problem, you contact... Yo, I'll solve it. <laughs> no, you won't. If you have a problem, you call an attorney, and maybe, eh, attorney called back in a week. But yet, there's already lawsuits filed. Okay, I'm thinking to myself, now back in the day, before there was an electronic filing, like I, I assume they probably have electronic filing in Texas, but in Missouri they have electronic filing. So if you stub your toe, and at 6 o'clock on a Sunday morning, you call your attorney... And you you want to sue the furniture company because you stubbed your toe, and if, and you call like Brown and Krupp, and they go, "Oh my God, you've got a case," and they get on, they can file a, 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 a you know a a a court case right then and there on a Sunday morning. Oh, file just file against file the furniture manufacturer that Shelley stubbed her toe. So they're there, uh, Kylie Jenner. Okay, thank you so much. The smartest woman in the world knows everything. I, I guess they're engaged. She says they're not married. You know, can I can I tell you how old I am? Yes. You know how old I am? I do. I'm so old that back in how
0: the... How old are you? I'm
1: so old that back in the day, you got married and then you had kids. Oh, <laughs> get it?
0: <laughs> yes, I, I got it that. It
1: seems like it's the other way around now. You know? I mean, like, and once again, I'm not making any judgment calls. I'm just going like, okay, I don't quite understand. This, is, this was not the way it was. I mean, because remember, back in the day, the woman who got pregnant, like... Her parents moved her out of town. She wasn't married. Oh, my God.
0: That actually happened to a friend of mine that I went to school with in um, Clayton. Once again, back in the day. Yep. It, it
1: was not a good thing to be pregnant and not be married. Now no, it's like, it was
0: not. Now it's Mm-mm. like, eh, so what?
1: Everything, you know, who, who needs to be you married? Know, even
0: my mom, even though she was married to my biological father, yeah. she um, was a single parent because they didn't stay married. They got divorced, and he went on to Johnny, but... um they, my mom was, mm, she wasn't received with open arms. Well, but, but see that, that's how things have
1: changed. I mean, you know, like just in our lifetime, you know, and of course I've had a yes. long lifetime. Yes, it,
0: it, it, it has been in our lifetime. I'm, yes. eight,
1: I'm 86, so in our lifetime, things have like drastically changed. I mean, like, you know, like once upon they a time. They have
0: in many, many ways on many, many levels. <laughs> you know,
1: back in the day, if you didn't work, you didn't get paid. Now you work. You know, you get paid a lot. You don't work, you get paid a lot. Yeah. You know, like, back in the day, I remember seeing, can I tell you something? I remember in in school, in school, I don't know if you remember this or not, but Walt Disney used to do, like, educational films. Do you remember this a long time ago? Walt, yes, I do. Walt Disney did educational films, and you watch them, yes, in, you did. And you watch them in school. And I remember one day. One thing where they had a I still remember this as a kid, I remember seeing this movie. I'm thinking to myself, man, if I could get a copy of that movie and watch it now, it would be like it would be like, you know, science what's what's science fiction what's that thing? You know though you know that thing, the science theater two thousand you know what I'm talking about? You ever seen that show before? Yeah,
0: Mystery Theater two thousand. <laughs> Mystery
1: th- Where the guys sit there and they rag on the on the you know, they're like doing they're like doing, you know, commentary on the movie as it goes along. Now watch what yep, he does here. Yep. Okay. I watched, when I was a kid in school, they had this movie about the U.S. Border Patrol and talking about how they caught everybody that came across the border. And I remember one guy, one of the Border Patrol guys, they interview him. They go, now look. Here's what, here's what this guy did. This guy walked backwards to make it look like he was walking from the United States into Mexico. But the way, and they, and they showed like a close-up of the indentation in the, in the, in the ground. You can see that the, the, the real pressure was not on the heel because when you walk, the majority of your body pressure is on the heel, and then your heel plants, and then your sole of your foot plants, so your heel is usually deeper than the sole of your foot. Now look at this, the sole of your foot a sole of this foot is deeper than the heel, which means they were walking backwards to make it look like they were walking from the United States. In the I'm going to think I'm, think about that now. I mean, now they're going to get four hundred fifty thousand dollars. And remember, last week this bizarre thing happened where it came out that they're going to give this money, and then that Peter Ducey dude, the guy from Fox, who's not who now has turned into the Jake Tapper on the op- opposite side. He asks the president in the press conference. The press conference, you know, the press conference. The president says, "That's garbage. We're not going to do that." And then the next day, they come on and go, "Well, the president doesn't exactly know what he was talking about." And yes, we are going to do that. We're going to give everybody four hundred fifty thousand like, oh. dollars. See, I,
0: I really have a problem with that. With what? <laughs> well, giving them four hundred thousand dollars per person. Okay. Okay. Now,
1: let me let me give you a scenario. Okay. Let's say... The,
0: the people of 9-11 didn't even well, get that. Okay, but
1: let's take it further. Let's let's take it further <laughs> to just human, human motivation, okay? If, let's say, Maryland Heights said, hey, we're going to have a contest to see who can drive fastest across 364, coming out of St. Charles. You know that flat spot down where you come off the bridge and it's flat for like three miles. We're going to have a contest to see how fast you can go between the Veterans Bridge and... The 141 exit, and we're going to have our, our our highway patrol, our, our our Maryland Heights police officer on that river, whatever river valley overpass, and he's going to be checking you with the, the the radar gun, and the fastest person wins ten thousand dollars. So what's going to happen? Everybody's going to be flying out of St. Charles County. Oh my God! And they, like you know, like they're going to be driving their Corvettes and their Porsches. Oh, I think they can get 150 miles an hour. So in other words they're encouraging people they're essentially saying hey the fastest person the person to go the fastest over the speed limit is going to get ten thousand dollars so essentially you're breaking the law but they're giving you money for breaking the law you know what i'm saying does that make any sense it's against the law to cross the border but yet they're going to give you money for crossing the border
0: yeah i i'm sorry i just i really do have an issue with this on a on, on many levels and matter of fact I was talking to um my very dear friend and we were having this conversation and she said why it why shouldn't they get money they were separated yeah but and I'm like but, clearly this is a conversation that we don't need to have
1: they put but see here's the sad part of it is as a parent okay and I know things are desperate for these people. Would you put your kids in that position of the danger of, like, tromping through, you know, the, the desert or whatever you're going through in Mexico, like being out there in the middle we've of nowhere? We've never
0: been in a situation where we've been that threatened. But what I'm saying is, as a parent, would I mean, I'm
1: thinking to myself.
0: I'm not saying that they may or may not deserve compensation. What I am saying is that they're in here illegally. No. And I can, I, I've never lived in their shoes and walked in their shoes, so I don't know. But don't compensate illegal immigrants when you're not compensating the veterans that are here at home, keeping us safe uh, that, see, and, that, and letting us sleep with both eyes closed.
1: That's that's what I say. I say that citizens should have priority. You know, just like, like if you're if – you I bo- mean,
0: this is supposed to be the land of the free and the home of the brave, but <laughs> –
1: Anyway. I don't know. I, don't I, even get me started. I just don't quite understand. I'm that political, so okay, And now we have the Aaron Rodgers thing, where everybody's up in arms. but You know the Aaron Rodgers deal?
0: I, I don't.
1: The quarterback for and There's a whole sub-story here, because Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play for the Packers anymore. He tried to get out of his contract, and they wouldn't let him out. I think he, this is his last year in the contract. And supposedly he claimed he was vaccinated. Well, then he comes down with the, 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 the vid. And then he comes out and says, I wasn't vaccinated. (laughs) People are going like, no, hold on a minute now. You said you were vaccinated. Now you're not vaccinated. So, and there's all sorts of stuff going on with that. I mean, this whole, and like now half the blues team, I'm exaggerating, half the blues team is like on quarantine or something like that. God, you know, it's just like, it's just like, okay, will this ever stop? Will this ever stop?
0: Evidently it won't. And I think that our, our, um, administration that we currently have
1: is um well but and see and, and on the coronavirus thing remember last week i read that story about the pill that they're, they're going to prove in england supposedly that pills come in the united states but it's a different manufacturer i think it might be pfizer that if you get the coronavirus you take this pill and you don't really get sick you get a little bit sick it's sort of like you know it's sort of like a z-pack kind of deal
0: yeah well that's what they well first of all z-pack is like parsley and second of all Um. That's just what they. I've lost my train of thought.
1: You lost your train of thought.
0: Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) The smartest woman in the world texted me and said, "Each family of nine eleven received over two million each, tax free, and that I'm missing the point. I don't know what the point I'm missing.
1: I think they should get a hundred million tax free. I think I'm sorry. I think they should get a hundred million tax. I think they should get ten billion tax free. That's what I think. That's me." But, you know, what do I know? And the answer to that question is not much.
0: Not one thing. (laughs) 643. By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area.
1: It's BS in the morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Oh, I got lots of stuff to talk about. I got got a funny story out of Florida. You know, please... These, uh, um, back in the day on the Loveline show with Adam Kroll and Dr. Drew they used to have this thing called Florida or Germany and the idea was they'd read a story and people would call and guess if it happened in Florida and Germany because the only two places in the world where weird people live are in Germany and in Florida <laughs> here's another bizarre weird story out of Florida I mean sometimes you, you read these stories you go like okay what was this guy thinking it's, it's 644 Westplex 107.1 she'd be the man
0: I actually identified as a man the other night.
1: You did? Do, do I do I want to yes, do I want to know?
0: <laughs> I went into a men's restroom.
1: Did you really? Why'd you do that?
0: Because the women's was closed and I needed to go.
1: Where was this at? Are you going to tell not me? Not going to say. Come on, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Oh, inquire, no, inqui- inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: it was it was a, a single, you know, a single restroom. So. <laughs> And I knew that. That's why I went in there. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. whoa! A single restaurant? You mean there was only one restroom?
0: Yeah. No. There was two restrooms. Right. But I knew that there weren't more than one stall in there. It was just like one single restroom.
1: Yeah, but this that's okay now because you can say, here's what you I do. Know. You can say, hey, I'm a man right now. you just walking in a men's room, right? It's okay. You, you're transsexual for like, you know, two minutes doing your duty and then come back out, right? Okay. I'm a woman again. Simple as that, nothing, right? Am I kidding? Um, I mean, isn't that the way it works now? What? Well, see, I, I, I've I've never been to Europe. I'm going to be honest with you. And I have people talk about. I've Ma- never
0: been to Europe either. Americans
1: are so finicky because in Europe they don't have men's and women's They just have restrooms. Okay,
0: fine, whatever.
1: You know, in Europe, you know, and it, you know, it's, they're
0: mar, they're they for, they're far. Go ahead. Never mind. Well, I can't speak. But, but
1: see, whenever I hear people say that kind of stuff, and I'm going to be a jerk, but I go like, hey, why don't you move to Europe then? <laughs> you know, Once again, remember how it looked out? Well, in <laughs> Europe, this is the way it's done. Okay, guess what? We left Europe. We left England. You know, at least the, the founding fathers did for a reason, you know, and we don't want to do the stuff they do because that's why we came here and that's why we started this com- this country. and That's why we had the Declaration of Independence because we don't want to have anything to do with those English people anymore. Well, you know, English people... Who knows anyway, um okay family bathrooms on boat uh, here's smartest uh, woman in the world family bathrooms on the boat were multi-sex. Does that mean you go in there and you have multiple sex anyway <laughs> I don't know what does that mean? What does that mean Shelley? do you know multi-sex?
0: Yeah, it means either men or woman.
1: I don't think anymore. I don't think you can say it anymore. I think multi sex is a bad. I word. can
0: say anything I want to. It's really. a bad word.
1: Okay. Here's a story. Because it
0: will always be a man and a woman. I don't understand the pronouns. I don't get them. Listen to um, you.
1: You are so old school. I you will are... always
0: be a she, her, y- sure.
1: You, <laughs> you are so, so yesterday. I'm telling you. Used by anyone. Okay. Here's Who, a, me? Yes. <laughs> Here's a story. I am.
0: I'm still stuck in the 80s. I love the 80s. I'm
1: telling you. Listen to you. Okay. Here's a story out of D.C. Okay. The Washington, D.C. Fraternal Order of Police, Uh, this is the, you know, sort of like the, the, there's FOPs all over the country. I think there's FOPs here in the St. Louis area, Fraternal Order of Police. This is Washington, D.C. FOP. They decided they're going to have a fundraiser. So one of the guys who's in the lodge, who is not a Washington police officer, but he's a police officer in Kentucky, says, Hey, I got friends at Jack Daniels. I think we can buy a whole barrel of whiskey and then we can have custom bottles made up with our logo, the Washington, D.C. FOP logo. And we'll take the, the, the big old barrel of whiskey and we'll fill our individual FOP bottles and we'll sell them. Okay, do you see a problem here? <laughs> do, 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 I
0: don't do, even know if I understand what you just said.
1: Okay, the Washington Fraternal Order or this is Washington, D.C., okay? Uh-huh. The, the Fraternal Order of Police wanted to have a fundraiser. So one of the guys who is a police officer in Kentucky, which I don't know how in the world he's in the FOP in D.C., he comes up with the idea. He knows somebody at Jack Daniels, and they'll sell them a barrel of Jack Daniels whiskey. Okay? so So okay. they, they buy this barrel of Jack Daniels whiskey from Jack Daniels. And they have custom bottles made that have the FOP logo on it. You know, Fraternal Order Police, whatever they're, you know, Washington, yes. D.C. Okay. Yeah. So they fill. Single batch. Right, right. They fill the bottles, which has their logo on it, with Jack Daniels. And they go online and they go, hey, you can buy this special commemorative, you know, Washington FOP bottle, which has Jack Daniels whiskey in it. And it's only $50. Okay, so let's say the barrel of whiskey cost them 1000 and the bottles cost them, you know, you know $5 a piece, whatever it was. They're going to make money on the deal. Okay, once again, they bought a barrel of whiskey. They took it across state lines. They are tapping the barrel of whiskey, putting it in their own bottles, and selling it across state lines. You see a problem
0: with this? Wasn't that prohibition?
1: (laughs) Well, there's there's all these taxing things you have to do because when you go to the liquor store, you know you know like everything's taxed. You know, used to be that remember when cigarettes used to have the stamp on it? Remember that? I do. They don't do that anymore, do they?
0: It's written on there.
1: But remember, there used to these like a rubber stamp on the on the yes
0: yes they did yeah
1: that was the show that the tax has been paid okay yes And, and I think if you go way 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 back when on in bottles of booze they used to have like a tax stamp on there. That showed the tax has been paid. Okay, so in other words, these guys are selling untaxed booze across state lines, and they're the police. So in other words, that would be like them saying, hey, you know, here's guns that you can, you know, I mean, this is an extreme example. Here's, buy a gun. (laughs) This is
0: a lot extreme.
1: Buy a gun from us and go rob a bank, (laughs) but, you know, and and we're going to make, we're going to sell the guns as a fundraiser for our FOP. And just like, for example, there's another radio station right now that has a contest where you can win an AR-15? I'm thinking no to myself. way. I, I'm telling you. No. I, I'm telling you. Matter, matter of fact, at one of the banks I used to Is do business Is it here
0: locally? Yo, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I'll tell you off air. At one of the banks I used to do business with, one of the vice presidents every year would raffle off a rifle for charity. This was his deal. And I'm going like, oh, hold on a minute now. I don't think I'd want to be involved in that because let's say – some crazy loon, you know, wins that, that lottery. And six months later, he goes and shoots up a place with that rifle he won from yep. the banker at the bank. You know what I mean? You don't think that's going to come back? The law of unintended consequences. <laughs> right. You don't think it's going to come back? The, the, you know, the, the, the news outlet's going to go, and the, the man who shot up the place had a rifle that he won from Joe Smith at the XYZ Bank on a raffle. People are going to go like, okay, Joe Smith needs to lose his job and that bank needs to be severely reprimanded because why in the world would they allow someone to sell a gun, a raffle off a gun. Anyway, there's a, I won't tell you that I won't say it on the air, but they're doing a raffle right now for a gun and I'm going like, man, I sure would.
0: I don't do even that. know what to say about that. Number 1, number I'm, 2 is I can't believe that the police actually thought that giving the public whiskey yeah, well, there, was a good idea. Let's see,
1: there's so many different aspects of that story there okay. are
0: so many more ways <laughs> right. that they could make money
1: <laughs> well it's like okay so we're going you know we're giving you booze and we suggest you, you, you don't can't drink you don't drink and, and drive, you can't drive. <laughs> right? don't drink and drive but and and tax you know don't worry about the fact that we didn't pay taxes on the booze and don't worry about the fact that that you know we're putting it in in unauthorized containers and stuff like that you know what i mean it's just it's just like okay, nobody thought that one out. And what's crazy about that is, being in the radio business, um, you know, I told you the story. You met my old boss. My old boss, I, I know, did. I know more than anybody because there are lots of guys that can say they built radio stations. I tore one apart. The company used yes, to work. The company used to work for. Um, at, Twice. Well, the, the company I used to work for, matter of fact, I don't think it was Charter. Can't remember who was it, back at the time. We had a radio station in Miami and the radio station got in trouble for an illegal contest and they got in lots of trouble with the FCC and the FCC you know they cried oh we're sorry we're sorry the FCC find them big time and then essentially say okay don't do it again and then like I won't give you the whole stupid story but then like a year later they did another illegal contest I mean super illegal and the FCC said okay we did this one time before we slapped your wrist now we're taking away your license. And the station went, whoa, no, no, no. And they fought it for like two years. And finally, one day, the attorney said, there's no way out of this. We've lost the license. The station's going bye-bye. So me and my buddy, Jeff Andrew, went down to Miami, and we tore apart a radio station. Literally, hacksaws, you know, I mean, cable cutters. We're tearing stuff out of walls. We're filling it, you know, putting in a U-Haul, sending it to some of our other station. We actually drove a U-Haul back with a bunch of equipment for St. Louis, but we had all this stuff that we tore out of this radio station. We tore the radio station apart, and the sad part of it was there were like sixty people that lost their jobs. I mean, like,
0: oh, I'm so sorry for that. Bang, they're
1: all gone, you know. And it was a cool radio station. Matter of fact, right on Miami Beach was in my, you know, it was in Miami, and I got to stay at the Jockey Club for a couple of nights when we we're down there doing it which was sort of cool. It was this private club. The, the general manager was a member there. So we got us a room at the jockey club. I don't even know if it's around anymore. But it was a cool place. And he took us to dinner. And every night, because he had all this trade at these restaurants, and every night he took it like to, took us to the finest restaurants in Miami. And we said, he said, I've got $500 worth of trade to burn tonight. So whatever you guys want, it's on this radio station. And we had, like, filet mignon, you know, all this crazy crap. It was great. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then we drove this truck back from Miami back to St. Louis with full of equipment. So, anyway, that was that was the crazy weird story, um, and and that was how we lost our license. So, uh, so that's why that's why. And my old boss, Ron Grubbs was super cognizant of that, and he would always tell everybody about contests you shouldn't do, and he preached that all the time. Anyway, that's a stupid story. It didn't make any sense. I'm sorry I told it. Way to go! I'm going to get cut off here in a minute. Seven o'clock. Westplex one hundred seven point one AM thirteen fifty crap and one hundred four point five KSLQ the Trimal Cast and we are BS in the morning. You can check us out at BS in the Show. Did I get that right, Shelley? You did. Oh, more in this Travis Scott thing. By the way, you know what his real name is? What his real name is? Jack was or, or is that Jock J A C Q U E S? Is that Jax or Jocks?
0: It's Jock.
1: Jocks Berman Webster.
0: It, there's no S. Jock, yes, it's silent.
1: Jock Berman Webster is his real name. Uh, in 2017, he's he's actually been in court two times. In 2015, Scott uh, was sentenced to one year of court supervision after pleading guilty to reckless conduct charges after telling a crowd at Chicago's Lollapalooza. Lollapal- Can you how you say that? Lollapalooza? Did I get it? Lollapalooza yep, Music Festival? Did. He did. T- he said that uh, he told them to. Uh, he encourages fans to vault security barricades. However, no one was injured. In 2017, it happened again. Scott was arrested after he encouraged fans to bypass security and rush the stage, leaving a security guard, a police officer, and several others injured during a concert in Arkansas. Wow. And then, and then uh, however, even though Scott isn't directly encouraging fans to break the rules, his concert still can be dangerous to attendees. At the 2019 Astro World Festival, three people were injured and taken to the hospital with leg injuries after getting trampled outside the show god is this guy going to be nailed i mean you know i mean you know what i'm saying i mean the the attorneys are going to have a field day with this i mean there's going to be there's going to be lots of new porsches and new houses uh you know with all the fancy where's the fancy area of houston Do you know what the fancy area of houston is there's going to be lots of. I
0: don't. Of, I don't know anything about Texas. Actually, there's going
1: to be lots of new fancy cars and new houses in Houston because when these attorneys get done with all these with this guy, and also Drake, because that was part of the problem. Did you know this part of the story? Drake made What's that. And Drake showed up on stage. Everyone went,
0: "Oh my God, it's Drake!"
1: That's part of the problem. Now they're suing both, both Travis Scott and Drake. Man. Oh really? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know they're going to sue everybody in sight. You know they're going to sue the the trash company. They're going to sue you know the the Uber because they brought people. That, you know how attorneys are? They just sue everybody in sight. Yeah,
0: they do. Yeah,
1: you know, just hey, you were standing on the streetcar when a uh, street corner when this accident happened. We're going to sue you because you saw the accident happen. Well, I wasn't involved. I would Oh, well, we don't care. We're going to sue you anyway. You got insurance. You probably got an umbrella policy. We'll get fifty thousand dollars out of you. Well, I didn't do anything. Too bad. Tough luck. We're going to sue you. That's the way it is. Okay, now I'm going to throw out a name to you, and chances are, and this is one of my series of, you think you know these people, and you think you they have the wonderful life, and you don't really know what's behind that person and all the stuff they have to deal with. Dean Winters. Do you know who Dean Winters is? He's an actor. The name
0: sounds familiar. Who he's, he's who a, is that? He's
1: an actor. Dean Winters. I know you've okay, seen yes, you have seen him before in movies. Yes, and more importantly. You've seen him in TV commercials because if you, wa- you watch the Allstate commercials, he's the okay. ma- he's the mayhem guy. The guy who was always getting injured. You know what I'm talking about? He was in Law and Order. Oh, SV- yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, he's,
1: I'm, I'm mayhem, you know, and you know, he's, like, yes, got a Band-Aid yes, on yes. his head and stuff like that. That's Dean Winters, okay? Okay. Do you know the backstory with him? I do not. Actually, it's it's sort of a sad story. He's had surgery resulting in several amputations. And now he says, I can't take, I have not taken a step since 2009 without being in pain. He says, I had neuropathy. Oh, you know, on a whole different level, Uh, I I can't feel my hands and my feet. But I stepped on a pebble like it's got, like I go through the roof. Anyway, uh, he's had multiple operations and suffering. Gangrene, doctors amputated two of his toes and half of his thumb. And he still, to this day, is in tremendous pain all the time. Now, the interesting thing was, he said... That the Allstate people approached him to do the Mayhem commercials, and he thought, "Nah, I don't want to do that because it gets too close to home." You know, because he's in pain all the time. He's had these accidents. You know, he's had these these operations and things like that. And he kept turning them down. Matter of fact, he said when they first contacted him, he was in the hospital with another surgery. And he said the insurance company Allstate was relentless in signing him to play the character. And he says, he says and this is interesting, he says, it's, it's crazy, if you look in Webster's Dictionary, the Old English definition of the word mayhem is one with amputations. Did you know that? Is that weird? I'm or... sorry,
0: repeat what you just said? It
1: said, this is his quote, it's crazy, if you look in the Webster Dictionary, the Old English definition of the word mayhem is one with amputations. So in other words, he plays mayhem, which if you look in the Old English Dictionary, that's person with amputations. Oh, dear. Now, once again, here's the situation. You see this guy, like, and I've thought to myself, man, it's just like, what's the gal's name who plays Flow and Progressive Insurance? What's...
0: I don't know what her name is.
1: I mean, she's like, and just like over the weekend, I'm listening to the radio station. I am Tom Bodet, Tom Baudet has been doing those Motel 6 commercials for what, 20 years? Tom Bodet is a multi, multi, multi-millionaire because of those commercials. I'm telling you. And and once again they work. For a while they stopped doing them, and they brought them back. It's just like, for example, the local guy here in St. Louis, the Golden Oak Mortgage guy. He hired a new advertising agency for years. It was like Golden Oak guy, you know that? Hi, I'm what's I'm what's his face from Golden Oak Mortgage, and you know you want to get a good rate, call me. And then the girls would come on. Golden Oak Mortgage got the blues, or well, I don't even know what they sing. Isn't that terrible? Jingles don't, jingles aren't necessarily the best thing for me because I'm going like, what are they singing? For example, like the Liberty commercials. Uh-huh. I didn't, when they start, I did not know that the ladies are singing. It's it's Lemu the Emu or whatever they sing. Who is it? Lemu the Emu. I'm going like, Lemu the Emu. I probably heard the commercial a hundred times before I went. Oh, they're selling Lemu the Emu. Did you know that's what they were singing? No. Oh. You, have you heard those commercials before?
0: I have, but <laughs> I did not know that. Listen carefully.
1: They're singing, it's
0: Lemu the Emu.
1: And then the, the two the, the guys start talking. Hi, is this, this so-and-so, and I'm here with my pet emu, Lemu, or whatever. I'm going like, I don't have any idea what he was saying. It's just like the Golden Oak thing. Anyway, for a long time, they did the guy came on, you know, that let Golden Oak landing clear your here, your blues, whatever this stuff, stuff is. And then they and then they got these and then they fired that advertising agency. They've been well, done business with them for years. And then they brought in a new company and the companies were like really creative and really well written commercials. And they flopped. So they went back to the old jingle. <laughs> you know, it's just like, for example, Tom Shane, you know, who I'm talking about. Hi, I'm Tom Shane. Come to Shane company. We're real excited here. Come on in. Yeah,
0: I'm Tom we're, Shane <laughs> and you've got
1: <laughs> we're, a
0: friend in the diamond right. business.
1: We're bouncing off the walls. It's so much fun here at Shane Co. Yes, we have so much fun. You'll love the vibrant atmosphere. Everybody is so excited about you coming in. So for a while they changed them to to like very produced, you know, with jingles and a whole bit. And guess what? Their business dropped off. So they went back to dull and boring Tom Shane. Hi, this is Tom Shane.
0: Because it makes a difference. It's a level of connection. That's what the radio is. It's, it's the theater of the mind.
1: Thank you, Shelly Barr. Excellent observation. And not well, only that.
0: That's what the, I, so just so you know, I don't know if you read it or not, but um, LBB, the group that I'm with, yeah? um, Little Black Book, Women in Business, right. they actually put out a monthly magazine right. on the Internet. Yeah, I heard they're help gonna. Become. I
1: heard they're gonna sell. They're gonna get a barrel of whiskey from Jack Daniels, and they're gonna sell it. And <laughs> no. No, no,
0: that's not what they do. But um, but they do have a barrel of booze that you can um oh. put in for uh to try to win. Anyway, we can't talk about that. Anyway, so um, anyway, so they asked me to write an article on marketing for the holidays, and I did, and I put in there that. Radio is a theater of the mind, and it just brings another level of connection to your customers because you're real. You're, um, that's why I like, we like to use um, the, the business owners or the managers because they're the face, and there's, they are what's known, and, it, and we want them to connect to their clients.
1: Right, and you said just last week you were in Brass Rail, and Mr. Brass Rail said it's probably not a day that doesn't go by. Somebody else go like, well, Howard, hey, you're on the radio, right?
0: Yes, yes. I, I met with Scott Ellinger and from the Brass Rail, and he's actually a sponsor of the BS in the Morning Show. Poor guy. And I went in there, <laughs> and it was just a lovely meeting, as always, with him. He's such a gentleman. And uh, it was just, you know, he said, I said, so you're having you know, so you're pleased. And he said, cause he renewed. And I said, he said, I said, you're pleased. And he goes, there isn't a week that goes by that somebody doesn't come in and say, you were just in my car. Isn't that cute?
1: Yeah. Okay. Smartest woman in the world says her name is Stephanie Courtney. That's a really name. That's Flo's name. Stephanie Courtney.
0: She doesn't look like a Stephanie.
1: She doesn't. I don't mean, look, no. Stephanie Courtney. Um, I she thought, looks like a flow. Well, but you know, and once again, what's sort of interesting about that is Courtney. Um, let me look at Stephanie Courtney here. She's uh, she's fifty-one, American actress, comedian, best known for playing the advertising character Flow in television, radio commercials, Progressive Corporation, blah 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 blah. Also noted for her recurring roles in several television series, including the voices of Renee the Receptionist and Joy Peters on the adult swim comedy Tom Goes to the Mare. Don't know about that one. Marge on the AMC drama Mad Men. She was Marge in Mad Men? Of course, I've never seen Mad Can you believe I've never seen that show before? And Diane on the ABC comedy Caveman. She also appeared in the season two premiere of Men of a Certain Age. She also plays Essie Carp in the Goldbergs. Courtney was a member of the Groundlings Improvi- Improvisational and Sketch Comedy Theater in Los Angeles, California. She's born in, where's she born? She's born in, um, she has a BA from Bingham, Binghamton University, born in Stony Point, Stony, uh, let me try that again, Stony Point, New York, uh, New York, February 8th, 1970, so she's 51, wow, interesting, early life and education, she's born in Stony, youngest, uh, three child, uh, high school history teacher, father, was, father, her mother was a singer. She graduated to Green English, uh, where she played Elizabeth Proctor in The Crucible, blah, 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 blah. She moved to Los Angeles, where she roomed with her sister, actress Jennifer Courtney. The two wrote and performed the sketch, Those Courtney Girls in Los Angeles, blah, 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 blah. During her early time in Los Angeles, she worked odd jobs, including catering, to support herself. She's known by many people as being the exact double of, of of, of holy cow, Shelly Barr? She's your double?
0: She is not the <laughs> double of me. She's got blue eyes. I don't have blue eyes.
1: Don't you wish you were making her money? I mean, there's another woman that's like cashing those progressive checks. Jeez, like, you know, I mean, like, holy cow. And I got a picture of, of her with me. Remember, I, I've got a couple pictures of me and yes, her. Yes, you do. <laughs> I do. One she's, you absolutely she's, do. She's hitting me with a with a fishnet. You know, remember that uh-huh. one? Uh-huh. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> went to the boat show. You know, they don't have boat shows anymore. Can, can I tell you something? You know what I did sure. this weekend? You would if I told you I'm not going to tell you exactly what I did this weekend. But you know what I I hung out for like most of my weekend. Where downtown St. Louis. For. I was trying to broaden my horizons, and I I took a educational seminar. Believe it or not, you're not going to believe that when I tell you. And I'm, I'm not going to tell you what it was, but I took this seminar over the weekend, and.
0: I have but to I t- thought your master's degree was totally useless. Why would you continue education?
1: This is not college education. That's why my master's degree is totally useless. Oh, my my bachelor's degree as well too. I'm kids sorry you even said kids that. if you're I listening that actually came if out. If your of mom's mouth. driving you to school me. right now and you're in the back seat and you're listening to this, drop out of high school at 16 screw screw high school don't go to college you know learn how to do you know something learn how to be a plumber or an hvac guy an electrician make lots of money don't you know don't spend like 30 years of your life paying off your student loan kids take it from me a guy who knows don't go to college drop out of high school stop it (laughs) anyway stop it anyway downtown here's the
0: deal I dropped out of college and got my GED a year before I graduated. I would have graduated.
1: Let me think about that for a minute. And I
0: wish that I would have.
1: Hold it! You just said you dropped out of college and got your GED. You mean you dropped out?
0: I dropped out of high school and got my GED. Okay, go ahead. Okay, and so um, I wish that I would have finished high school because there was a lot of things that I could have done that would have prepared me for the world. And I didn't do it.
1: Okay. Can I can I, can I I go way off the beaten track here? And I know I'm getting in trouble by saying this.
0: Absolutely not.
1: Okay. Once upon a time, I believed in the saying of knowledge is power. and then, I believe
0: that as well.
1: But one day, a very successful man told me, looked at me and said, that's BS. Maybe you listen to our show. He says, he says, you know, he's I'll t- tell you exactly what he said word for word. He says, you know that saying that they say knowledge is power? I go, yeah. He says that's BS. I go, what do you mean? He goes, BS. He says, and here's his point: if that were true, the richest people in the world would all be college professors. And I'm going, I never thought of that. Think about that for a minute. The people who are the smartest people are at the universities, and those are the ones who are like living in like little tiny places in U City. You know, they live in like a like you know, a 900 square foot place in U City, and they drive you know a, a 1981 Subaru. You know what I'm saying? So the smartest people in the world are not the people that are you know are not the most successful the the true sentence is the application of knowledge is power because the
0: application of knowledge
1: because is power. the professors teach stuff they don't do anything they just teach they you sit in their class hey i'm going to tell you about nuclear physics today okay But if they were really good at nuclear physics, why aren't they working for, like, Ameren-UE down at the power plant down in Callaway making a million dollars a year? Instead, they're teaching you for $150,000 a year. And, you know, once again, they're not flying around in corporate jets. They're not flying around their own private jets. They're flying, you know, they're they're walking in their Birkenstock someplace in the Central West End, you know, buying used books, okay? Have I sort of typified the college professors? (laughs) I don't mean to get back on that. So the point being... When you go to school in our educational system, the teachers, they all complain about, we don't make any money. We, don't have, we, we, we do this because we love students and we don't have any money. We don't make any money. We get so underpaid. Okay? So what are they teaching the kids? They're teaching the kids, hey, look at me. I'm a teacher. You know, get a degree like I do and they don't make any money. Instead, what they should be, they should be bringing in successful business people who to teach the class. Like, bring me in. Hey, drop out today. You are you know, figure out when your 16th birthday is. Drop out of high school. And here's what to do. Find somebody. If you want to be a car dealer, go find a car dealer. And go in there and say, hey, I'm 16 years old. I want to be a car dealer someday. Start me someplace. And the guy says, okay, we're going to put you back in the back. You're going to be the porter. You're going to be the guy emptying the trash cans. But you're going to be hanging around, hanging around, uh you know the car dealership and every once in a while come to my office and i'll talk to you for five minutes okay so you go clean the trash cans and pretty soon you get to the point where oh, i know what's going on here and then pretty soon you start real you know realize what the car business is all about and then when you're 18 you go going to go hey you know i've been i've been cleaning the toilets and emptying the trash cans here for two years yeah you've been doing a great job i want to be a car salesman okay fine you're a car salesman so they teach how to be a salesman So you get to be a real good salesman. Then you become the sales manager. Then you become the general manager. Then you make all sorts of money. And then you buy your own car dealership. Guess what? They don't teach that in high school. They don't teach that in grade school. They don't teach that in college. They don't teach that anywhere. And all the people who are making money are people like who are not well educated.
0: I'm telling you. It's a scam. Education's a scam. Okay, we need to move on because... (laughs) blah 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 blah. 724 you don't
1: believe me you're you're upset with what i'm saying no i do not my phone's going off all the teachers oh (laughs) stop it (laughs) at least you you need to graduate from high school (laughs) here's another one all the teachers are texting me by the way if you're a teacher and you don't like what i say 314-280-8880 shelly is that my personal text my phone number it is. I give it out on the air.
0: It's his bat line.
1: You know, call me, text me, tell me how wrong I am. Oh, one of them was my niece. Oh, my niece saying, uh, oh, she's not happy with me. Uh, she's a, Two of my nieces are school teachers. Uh, <laughs> her daughter's in the car. Even, I won't say her name, even <clears throat> was mad at you this morning. <laughs>
0: What does that say to you, Brad? It
1: says to me, I'm right. That's what it says to me. <laughs> 725. Westplex 107.1, Shelley, What? <laughs> I'm playing that song, and Shelling's putting in the word that we edited out. <laughs>
0: I can't help it. I like that song.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's, good thing your mic wasn't on because we would have been in trouble. Because you're putting we in... wouldn't
0: have been in trouble. You would have been in trouble because you are responsible. You don't let me touch the buttons. If you let me touch the buttons, I would uncue my my mic. But you... no, you won't let me touch the buttons. So that would have been your fault. Hold on a minute. I just don't want to push the wrong button because you ever let me play with the
1: buttons.
0: (laughs) You don't. You just sound like you're in pain. Shelly, what's this BS about being a grandma? Don't you know you can't say that anymore? You are a grand person.
1: You are a grand person.
0: I am. No, I'm a grandma. (laughs) I have a shirt. I actually had another shirt, and I wore that for two days. But Tiffany, I, I mean, the third day when she actually came into this world... I, a dear friend made me a grandma shirt, you know, and I had, it says I have two names and, um, grandma and mom, and I, and I rocked them both. So you really, and I wore that for two days.
1: So you're really proud about this. Yes. How's the baby doing, by the way? How's the grandbaby? She's doing? amazing. Amazing. Yeah, she sits there, poops in her diapers. Yeah, she's amazing, right?
0: She's actually pretty fun. I'm, I'm not lying. She's she's got a really cute little personality. Really? For being so young, yeah.
1: I think she gets that from her mom and her and her and her grandma, right?
0: oh okay. I forgive you.
1: <laughs> so you're not mad at me anymore. You're not mad at me telling people to drop out of school at 16.
0: <laughs> no, but you don't need to discuss it again.
1: Okay, so I'm downtown for this seminar over the weekend. Okay, first off, I is so sad going downtown anymore. I'm telling you, it's sad. It makes me sad. Because first off, everything's barricaded. They got the big jersey barriers everywhere. You go up and down Broadway and 4th Street and it's like, you know, it's like 5 lanes wide. It's like what they're doing in Clayton. You know, like it sort of ticks me off. In Clayton, like on Maryland, on in Maryland, it used to be 4 lanes. Now it's 2 lanes because you know they did the same goofy thing they're doing in the city. They're doing like their. If you park your car, you not park your car in the middle of the street. You know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, in the city they've done this deal where, like, once upon a time, like, let's say there was a street and it was six lanes wide. Okay, and you and that's like what it is in Maryland and Clayton. Okay, there's two lanes going one direction. There's two lanes going the other direction, and then the third lane in each side is the is the place where you park your car. So in other words, it's six lanes wide one lane of parking and then two lanes of traffic in each direction. So you know so Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. So now in Clayton what they did was they did the same thing they do in the city of St. Louis. Instead of making it four lanes, they've made it two. So now when you park your car, you literally park in the middle of the street and there's like five feet between your car and the curb which is where the bicycles are supposed to go. Because the bicycles aren't supposed to be on the sidewalk. People walking are supposed to be in the sidewalk. The bicycles are supposed to be between the parked cars and the and the curb. So instead of having four lanes of traffic, you now have two lanes of traffic. Now, the thing for that is if you go to like some place like Belgium or stuff like that, where everybody rides their bike, I go in places all the time. I rarely see people on their bikes. And I know people go, I ride my bike all the time. I get it. And you're talking to a guy who once upon a time lived my life on a bike. Matter of fact, Never tell you my story about getting hit by a car in my bike.
0: No, <laughs>
1: I got hit by a car, hit and run. When this was when this is when I was a police dispatcher, and I got the first three letters. I'm I'm up in Noco, right? I'm I'm coming out of uh, Sierra Vista apartment complex, and I'm and I'm I'm on I'm I'm turning onto Bell Fountain Road, and a guy comes and literally hits me. Matter of fact, what he you do? No, I I remember where it was. I was going up and down, I was going up and down Belfoun Road and the guy, and I was, you know, right there at the entrance to Sierra Vista, you know where that's at. You know where I do. You used to live there, didn't you?
0: Sierra Vista?
1: Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm driving up and down Bellfoun Road and the guy runs a stop sign and hits me. You know, it just comes flying through and he was speeding and caught me, caught the rear of my bike, bent my it was like a brand new bike. I just bought it. This was when I was in college. Matter of fact, I was actually—I was. This was my summer job. I had like five summer jobs that summer. I was going to umpire a little league game, and I was—you know—had my gear on my back, like in a backpack, all that kind of stuff. And I'm riding my bike, and a guy hits me and knocks me off my bike. I literally went flying, just like we talked about. Like we, Curtis Slewa got here by, hit by a taxi in New York, and he flew six feet in the air. And then he gets up, go, we gotta go do a radio view and he goes does a radio interview, and then he goes to the hospital, and he has a broken arm. Okay, so. That's like, I think that was broken arm number four or something like that. Broke my arm, bent my bicycle up, and the guy turned, and he stopped. And he looked back, and I actually saw him roll down his window and look back, and I'm laying in Belfont Road because he hit me, and I'm in Belfont Road, and then he peels out. So I caught, like, the first three digits of the license plate, and I knew what it was. It was like a, at the time, it was like it was relatively new. It was a Chevy Nova, but it wasn't just any Chevy Nova. It was a fancy Chevy Nova.
0: It was so,
1: a what? A fancy Chevy Nova. It wasn't like a okay. base trim. It was a high trim. Okay?
0: So it was like a supernova.
1: Yes. <laughs> super, supernova. Uh, supernova. <laughs> supernova. <lonely. laughs> Hold on a minute. I can't get... So I got me these pages now. I can't get all my stuff as quick as I could be. Where is it? I can't find it anymore. <laughs> you, you say these things. I got to Here it is. It was a... Supernova. But it was a supernova. Okay. So... I call the police, and the police come and do a report. And my bike, and I think, th- I can't remember. I think the, the cop threw the bike in the trunk and drove me home because my bike was ruined. I mean, the frame was bent and the whole bit. So I'm all ticked off. And I have to call the head engine, uh, the head, uh, the no, you know, I, I, was, I had enough time where I got back to my house because I was riding my bike, and I got back to my house, and I took my mom's car, and I drove to, to where I was supposed to umpire the, the game, The game, Okay. So I had the first three digits of the license plate. So I go back, to, and I'm working at a police dispatcher at the time, and I talked to one of my lieutenants. And I told him, he, and I came in, I had, you know, arm bandaged up. and whole bit. what happened? I got hit by a car. What do you mean I got hit by a car? Hit and run. Really? So I said to him, I said, you know, I got the first three digits of the license plate. He said, would you mind if I just started running numbers because it was six digits? Just, I started to like, what, X, Y, Z, zero, 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 and just went through the whole thing. And he goes, well, I don't care. Do what you got to do. And, I, and he says, you might want to talk to the chief first. I said, a chief, you mind? No, I don't care. Go do what you got to do. So I started running all these license plates. And back in the day, it would just come back to, you know, it, it would come back to like a particular car. It would come back to, you know, like would say, you know, 72 Chevrolet two-door. It wouldn't tell you what it was. But we had this book, which was the VIN decoder book. And the VIN decoder book, I would look in the VIN decoder book, and it had the VIN number when we'd run the license plates. So I'd go and I'd grab my Vindicoder book and I'd go, okay, this one is a Chevy Impala. So one day I did this. I got up in like in the hundreds. You know, I wouldn't do it all one night. I'd do like maybe 25 a night or something like that. I was working. And I got into like 125. I think it was like XY, I don't even remember what it was. XYZ 125. And I went to the Vindicoder book and I go, oh my God, it's a Chevy Nova. And the guy lived down the street from where I got hit. I go, this is him. So I go to his house. There's it in the garage. I look in his garage. He's got windows in the garage. That's the car. This guy hit me.
0: Did you tell him that you wanted a new bike?
1: (laughs) Well, I went back to the police. And you know what the cop told me? What? He said, I told him what I did. I was a police dispatcher. I went back to county police. And the guy and the cop said to me, he says, uh, did you have authorization to run those (laughs) license plates? And I go, I did. He says, what department? I told him I was in Illinois. He goes, I'm sorry. We can't help you. I go, what do you mean you can't help me? He says, I know for a fact this is the guy. And he says, no, nope, can't help you. He says, because of the fact this is we'll get in trouble because of the fact that you're not an official police organization. You're not a police officer. And we can't that wouldn't be admissible in court because of the fact that that you are not a, a certified police officer or whatever the heck it was. And
0: well, you, then they you could have filed a report with them.
1: No, they, and, they county wouldn't. But it happened in St. Louis County, and the county wouldn't do it because yeah. of the fact that I wasn't authorized to run those license numbers. Well,
0: you don't have to. You don't have to. You just need to give them, like, make make a an, they, an official report to them. They wouldn't touch it. They wouldn't touch it. They wouldn't do anything. Well, They don't have to know. Well, he didn't. That guy. That dude didn't have to know. I would have knocked on his door and said, "I want a new bike."
1: Well, I want you to pay for my broken arm, too. <laughs> That's what well, I yeah, want. and my broken arm. <laughs> I want my broken that, arm? To pay did me. you
0: get it set?
1: Yeah, I got it set.
0: I mean, you know, Don't you're, sit there and act like that, because normally you don't. You're just like, I mean, your arm could be hanging there, just kind of wimping, just hanging there, and you're like, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> well, my last
1: one, I didn't get set. You knew me then. Oh, no, you didn't know me then. Yeah, my last one, I fell off the steps of the radio station. <laughs>
0: You know, and you didn't get it set. No. That's what I'm saying. Your arm could be well, like dangling. But that one, you're like, oh, I'm fine. That no was, problems here. That
1: wasn't wasn't a real bad break. I've had I've had some some nasty breaks before. You know, like like.
0: I mean, you didn't even get your ribs taped when you were hit what, by the semi. What
1: good does that do?
0: I got three broken ribs. What good? I mean, I've never understood
1: that. I've had I don't probably had nine or ten broken ribs through the years. You know, what good does it get to do them taped? I don't understand that. What what does tape? taping your ribs do i don't understand it explain it to me
0: it's not because like because it sits there and it gives you some kind of support how does it give you so support? your so when you sit there and you laugh it doesn't sit there and you know your body doesn't sit there and oh. jiggle like it normally well does. you know
1: i just went to the doctor and he gave me no laugh pills like didn't laugh for like two weeks and i didn't have any problem with that
0: yeah you're not a <laughs> laugher anyway <laughs> do you
1: mean I'm not a laugher. So so you're criticizing me because I because, because here's the problem, okay? Like Because
0: you sat there and said, Of course I got it set. And I'm like You well, don't get it set now. That was
1: when I was young and stupid. Now I am smart, you know? Just like just like, hey kids, when you get your arm broken stop it. If you're a young kid, get it set. If you're an old guy like me, you don't need no stinking doctor. Just you know, just go get some bengay, put some bengay on it and it'll be fine. Right? <laughs>
0: That's exactly what I'm talking about. You would set your arm with duct
1: tape. I told you I want to have my toe amputated because I kept breaking my little toe, you know, and the doctor wouldn't
0: do it. It wouldn't take, come on, what do I need my little toe for? That's because it's stupid. Why is it stupid? You don't arbitrarily ask for an amputation, Brad. If it's just if it's because a, it's if it's a, in a problem, way.
1: you know. I mean, like, I, I, if I go into my doctor and go, my appendix is hurting me, and and, and he takes the X-rays and says, "Oh, you need to take your appendix out." Okay, I'm arbitrarily asking you to take my appendix out. The doctor says, "Okay, I will." That's does. because there was a problem. But I got a broken toe that's like, I got two, two I, got a, I got a Donald you Trump toe. You buddy
0: tape them together, <laughs> and you're fine. No, you're not. That's
1: <sighs> and you, know what, I, you know what? I took your advice, and I buddy taped my, my ribs together. I, I made an incision in my chest, and I pushed the, the tape through, and I put it around one rib, and I made another incision on top, and I buddy taped those two ribs together, and I was fine. I didn't bleed or anything.
0: I'm completely ignoring you. <laughs> You're
1: ignoring me. So 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 here I found the guy who hit me on my bicycle and the county police won't do anything. And so you
0: think, then that's when you go up to the door <laughs> and say, or take your mother, take your mom. Yeah, up we'll there. Take
1: my, I'm 19 years old. I'm going to take my. Hey, hey, Mister. I'm a 19 year old boy. And guess what? You hit me on your bicycle. My mom's going to give. She's going to give you a piece of her mind. <laughs> my, you don't know my mom. She <laughs> well, would. I if, if I told. If I told my mom that. See, I never. I never dared tell my mom that because you know what? She'd show up to that guy's house. She'd be like, "You hit my son and his bike, and I want you to take care of him. I want a new bike." That'd be my mom. She'd be like wagging, know, her, she'd be wagging her finger at him you're a stupid man you're men a woman would never have done that but a man a man would do that a man would hit my son in a bike leap and lay in the well found with a broken arm and just take off that'd be my mom it would <laughs> that's why i never told her <laughs> that i found the guy she knew i broke my arm she knew my bike because the crazy thing about this was and what was sort of bizarre about this was this was a friend of mine who ...who was a ham radio buddy... ...and we got these cool bikes... ...and this guy worked for... ...at the time he worked... ...this guy was in the Navy... The guy's name was Joe Dorbush... ...don't remember his name... ...I hope he's still alive... ...wonderful guy... Uh, ...and he was in the Navy... ...and he was a communications guy... ...on aircraft carriers in the Navy... ...so when he... ...when he when he got out of the Navy... ...he went... ...he came back to St. Louis... ...and he was going to school... ...and he had a part-time job... ...where he worked for this Japanese company... ...out at Northwest Plaza... ...and he ran their, their communications... ...to ship stuff back and forth... ...and occasionally... Things would get screwed up in shipping. So one time, and this is actually sort of a funny story, one time in St. Louis, a tractor trailer, like a, but this is before they had shipping cargoes, you know, like the shipping containers. It was just like a tractor trailer. A tractor trailer arrived, I believe, at McDonnell Douglas, and it was supposed to be a bunch of aircraft parts. And it was 10 speed bicycles. Okay, this is honestly a true story. And somehow or another, some truck it got screwed up at some terminal, and the the truck that had all the the, the parts went one place, and it wasn't it was supposed to go to St. Louis McDonald Douglas, and instead it ended up the what ended up McDonald Douglas was this tractor trailer load of bicycles. So they didn't know what to do with it. So the the company that shipped the bicycles just said, oh, it's going to cost us too much to ship them back. Just keep them." So Joe got to sell the bicycles and make money. So he sold the bicycles. So he called up all his friends, and they were really nice Japanese 10-speed bicycles back in the day. And he was selling for like 50 bucks. And, you know, back then, you know, a good 10-speed would have cost, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks probably. So he's like, sell them cheap, 50 bucks. And this was like my brand-new 10-speed. It was I think I had it two months, and it gets ruined, gets destroyed by the dude who hit me and broke my arm. And then took off, and I knew who he was, but the county police wouldn't do anything about it.
0: I'm surprised it didn't burn you.
1: Just think if there would have been Brown and Croupen back then. Man, you know what? I wouldn't be here right now. I'd be in my yacht in the Bahamas someplace right now because I'd made, made so much money off of that. Don't you think?
0: I do. <laughs>
1: Instead, I did the stupid thing. I graduated from ho- college, went and got a bachelor's degree, went and got a master's blah, blah, degree. Blah, 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 blah. Wasted my time and money. 746. 746. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the Morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. And uh, we also have AM 1350 Crap and 107.7. Did I get that? I did that already. KSOQ. 107.1. 104.5. I got them all. Yes. Okay. Uh, I know you're a big sports fan. Who won the Mizzou game Saturday against Georgia? Oh, should I even ask? <laughs> what was the score (laughs) i think i don't understand the game the gambling stuff but i think the point spread was like 38 points or something like that let me see mizzou do you have when's the last time you've been to a mizzou game you ever been to a mizzou game do what you ever been to a mizzou game mizzou football
0: um i have actually really not recently but i have
1: Do you know, my son, who graduated from Mizzou, never went to, he was there five years, never went to one, uh, 43 to six. Oh, my God, we got two field goals.
0: Uh,
1: 43 to six. So they weren't too far off when they said the spread was like, what, 37 points? They said the spread was 37, whatever it was. That was right on the button. My son, who graduated from Mizzou, went there five years, never went to one single baseball, excuse me, basketball or football game. Can you believe that?
0: Not one. Some people just aren't into that. Well,
1: I get it, but at least wouldn't you just go to, hey, you know, I'm here in Missoula, I'm just going to a football game, just see what it's like. That's and, because he's a brainiac.
0: Yeah,
1: but still, you know, I mean, that shows you the sports influence I put in my kids, right? You know, and my my son Drew, he's not. You that are much.
0: all about the sports.
1: <laughs> I could care less. <laughs> I could really, you know. I think
0: <laughs> I told dude, you, you made an entire station for sports, and the and the, run, and it was crap. And the
1: running joke was crap. And the running joke was, I'm the I'm the guy who owns a sports station who doesn't like sports. You know, it'd be like, you know, like, okay, it's like I
0: missed that joke. Sorry.
1: What, I'm the guy who owns a ra- a sports station who doesn't like sports? Think about it. Yeah. For a It'd be like a guy who, who owns McDonald's who doesn't like hamburgers. I don't like hamburgers, but I own McDonald's. I don't like pizza, but I own a Domino's. You know, it's just like mostly people who have businesses, they have some kind of a passion for their business, right? That's true. So... <laughs> And, and the running joke was, people would say to me, "Oh my God, you must be a big sports fan. You have you have a sports station." Now I could care less about sports. I could really, you know, I mean, like yesterday. Okay, I told you I'd talk about this again. I'm down at the seminar. I'm downtown. Okay, so for lunch we get to go anywhere we want. So I went both Saturday and Sunday. I went down to ballpark ballpark village. Okay, on Saturday when I walk in, you've been a ballpark village village. Before, I do. Right? A great. You walk in the door and it's a great big like open like open area and there's all the places around it. Okay, it's lovely. When I went there on Saturday, there were maybe fifty people. When I went there and yesterday, it was me and like five people. And I'm not kidding you. To the point where. Where I ate, because uh, when I go to restaurants, I love eating at the bar. I don't know why, I just love eating at the bar. I always like that. I eat by myself most of the time anyway, because nobody will go to lunch with me. So I, you know, so Saturday, I go to eat at the bar and had this wonderful bartender who's was just super nice. Taylor, God, you're wonderful. You were so good to me. Thank you so much. So I go there yesterday, and the bar is closed. So, because it's like me and five other people in the entire place. Ballpark Village, you know, beautiful Sunday. There's nobody in, you know, nobody downtown, nobody anywhere. It's like, it's like, it's almost like watching some crazy movie where, like, some plague came and killed everybody, or the aliens came down and sucked everybody up into the atmosphere, and there's nobody left. It's going like, okay, this is downtown St. Louis. It's Sunday. It's a beautiful fall day. There's nobody anywhere. I'm on the Metrolink. By the way, I I rode Metrolink too. I love riding Metrolink. I, you know, if I say that to some people, people go, oh, my God, you rode Metrolink? I got, I tell them, hey, I got my Kevlar underwear on. You know, no big deal. As long as they shoot me, like, in the shorts, I'm fine.
0: Did you learn something?
1: <laughs> I learned something what? Yeah, the downtown St. Louis.
0: It's so sad, Shelly. I mean, was sad. it worth your time to go to the seminar?
1: Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry? Oh, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah.
0: What was it about? I'm not going to tell you. Oh. It must have been a chick thing and you were identifying.
1: <laughs> it was about it was about how to do a morning show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and yet another was, fun thing that I It don't was get to the, go what to they called the, awesome.
1: the MSBC Morning Show Boot Camp. Yeah, it was so well, how we learned to be a good morning show person and they played air checks of all of our different uh, shows and they played ours and the guy says Okay, this see, is how not
0: to do a statement? See,
1: he says, see that door right there at the back of the seminar room? I go, yeah. He says, don't let it hit you on the butt on the way out. Bye. And he kicked me out.
0: I'm sorry. No, but going back to the ballpark. you ball- want me to go kick him in his shin? No, no, no. Going back to the ballpark
1: village. I mean, I mean, how sad is that? And I went back. It's I, been like that, though. But I came down Broadway or 4th Street, whatever it is. 4th Street, I guess, is Broadway. Calicos is gone. There's nobody anywhere. You can park any place you want. There's nobody. You know, you can walk across the street on red lights. Nobody hits you. It's just sad. I'm going like God. You go to other cities. You know, I don't care if there's nothing going on. People say, well, when there's baseball games, there's lots of stuff going on. Hey, guess what? There's 365 days in a year, and there's only 81 baseball games. Do the math. You know, less than one third of the time. Four times eight, uh, two. Yeah, yeah. So four times eight would be 30, 320 So you do so four times eighty one would be three hundred and twenty four. Right, three hundred twenty four. There's three three hundred twenty four days are, are are you know like essentially it's only it's less than one quarter of the year when there's a baseball game going on in downtown St. Louis. So ballpark village and boy, those apartments are fancy schmancy. Those ones they built in ball, ballpark village.
0: I bet it was, it was lovely. So I have a shout out today. So, um, Laser Lipo and Vein Center, they, um, they're my esthetician and the place where I get my work done. And they're having a virtual open house today. And if you go to their Facebook page, Laser Lipo and Vein, um, Laser Lipo and Veins, you can see their Facebook live. And it starts at 10 and, uh, you know, it's for ladies or men, and it's the best prices of the season, of the year, actually. Is that it? That is it. Okay. So, laserlipoandveins.com, laser um, on Facebook, and uh, yeah, wish check would, them out today. I
1: wish you had told me earlier so we'd get more into that, but we've we got to go because you know what's going to happen? The computer's going to grab me, and i got to go buy seven fifty nine.
0: Peace and I.